you know, he doesn't want to cut a pound. His body won't let him cut a pound. Well, then you better win the tournament, okay? That's BS. That's bull crap. He's got some, he's got some big balls, man. You zip your lip, you shut your mouth, and you open your ears. That's how you win. That's how you get better. Win, you live, lose, you die. All right, we have uh, Mark Perry, associate head coach of the Illini uh, down there in Champaign-Urbana. Um, coach, I know you're driving up right now to go get one of your wrestlers. Uh, you guys have had a couple guys coming through and training with you uh, recently, right? You had Win Mahalik and Boris, right? Boris and Oshkosh. Yeah, we've had two guys join. We started the IWC this year. Um, you know, just kind of uh, where our goals are at as, as a program, and we, we see what has to be done. And we started this year, and we've had you know a lot of success with those two, and we'll be looking to add on two to three guys um, this following year um, as well, and potentially BJ Future, depending on what happens with uh, his medical redshirt. Okay, and you said that Novotkov just recently placed onto the national team, right, for Bulgaria? Yeah, he'll be uh, wrestling in the 2013 World Championships for Bulgaria. All and right. And Win just and Win just had that big win. Of, well, again, I said it that way. That Mahalik just had that big win over uh, Varner, correct? Yeah, he uh, Win just won the uh, outstanding wrestler at the uh, Aaron, I think, Kalaev Cup in uh, Sofia, Bulgaria. So. He's had a good year. You know, this has been the best year he's had uh, his career. You know, he's never medaled, and uh, he's been to five international events this year, and he's brought five medals home and, and three gold medals. So he's feeling pretty good about where he's at. And, you know, I think the main thing we've stressed uh, to him is, you know, he's 28 years old, so if he's going to be doing this, he needs to do it the right way. And, you know, every day is important to him because you really know, you don't know when you get to that age how your body's going to hold up. This, this could be the last year for him, or he could make it until 2016. But I think he's really grown up, uh, you know, maturity-wise this year. And, and he's, you know, he's having the success that he deserves to have. Yeah, he was always a brute in college. I think he's one of those guys that people always look to and, and thought, like, I'm, I'm glad he's on the team. Let's see what he's capable of. So. I think a lot of people were obviously surprised that he beat an Olympic gold medalist, somebody that he's wrestled as many times as he's wrestled Jake, um, I'm sure, in and out of the room. So it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good, surprising result. And then obviously we got to talk about, we got to spend a lot of time on your boy, Jesse Delgado, just being a stud all NCAA wrestling tournament. Like, just tell me, like, emotionally, like, how proud you must be of this kid, right? Yeah, it's, uh, like a lot of kids say, after they win the Nationals, you know, it was, a, it was an overwhelming night for me as it probably was for uh, Jesse or, or uh, any of the athletes, you know. It's, to me, it's more of an inspiration uh, than, than, you know, for him to young kids. You know, what he did, I mean, he, he, was, a, he was a pretty good wrestler out of high school, but he by no means was, you know, the top guy and... Uh, you know, he was four state in the state tournament. Not, that was three years ago. I mean, that's not a very long time. But to win a national championship as a sophomore, and he'll be the first to tell you he never even really envisioned himself being very good in college, you know. Um, and him buying into himself, I, I think I mean, he's just topping the surface of his potential. And uh, I, I just, it's a great, great, 
inspiration to kids. I mean, if he can do it, obviously he has the speed factor. Um, but, you know, it's more of him just buying into who Jesse Delgado is. And it's not necessarily about us. It's about, you know, self-belief and, well, yeah, I mean, that, it's inspirational. Yeah, and that comes from coaches too, though. I mean, obviously, getting a kid to believe in himself is just as, in buying into the program and believing in yourself is, is obviously pretty huge. You know, looking back at his quarterfinals match against Chrysler from uh, UNC, who's you know that kid's legit. Like uh, he, he can wrestle, he can roll, and it's kind of a style matchup that you would expect would give someone like Delgado a little bit of uh, trouble, just because he's tough to finish on. He'll wrap you up a little bit. You know, he's pretty yeah. good from top, and he, and he does some decent things. And, you know, he's holding on to that. I believe it was a cradle, right? He's holding on to the cradle. Or yeah, he had a cradle. He had a cradle on him, on, Del- on Delgado. And I, I kind of just thought, hey, he's just going to sit in this position, watch the clock run out. And then Jesse gets out, and <laughs> does he – I think it was a takedown, reversal, whatever the situation was, but he tilts him up. I mean, is that something that you guys stress in the room, like, Desperation situation, yeah. you got to score five points in a matter of seconds. Well, I mean, last year, you know, we honestly thought he could win it. Um, and, and he had shown it throughout the year. He had beaten some pretty good guys. And, you know, he really struggled with composure early and composure um, earlier, early in the season. You know, the, the thing that people don't realize, and, and this goes for so many programs and so many athletes, is, you know, distractions and. Uh, or, or injuries and this, this and that. And, you know, honestly, going into that quarterfinals match that morning, um, we were very, very nervous. Jesse's not the kind of kid to really complain about anything. And he woke up in the morning and um, his knee had swollen really bad. And he had a little red uh, dot or pimple on his knee. And it, it was like purple all around his knee. Um, and we were, the trainer was touching his knee and he was just, and, and severe pain, and right then and there, I don't know, last year, a lot of people know, when we were at the Olympic trials, he got a horrible, horrible staph infection. He was in the hospital for like two weeks. And that was the first thing that immediately came to our head is, we just were like, we cannot believe this. This kid is getting, you know, the infection with staph again the day of the next quarterfinals. And uh, for him to come back and through that, you know, and, and just in that, in that position and, you know, and the nervousness I think our coaching staff had going into that match, um, not necessarily because it was the quarters or this and that. We've just never really seen Jesse show that kind of emotion. Um, it makes it that much more inspirational, um, you know, for, I think more for our team to see. Like, he had to fight through some things, you know, um, in those last three matches that when, when he's got that kind of infection and versus sack that pops on his lead leg where he shoots a lot, um, it just – Shows our, it's it's to our, it's more we look at it to our team is it's about getting tough and when you put that kind of time in um, you make it happen and, and, and things aren't always going to go the way you want them to as far as health or um, outside of the room and, and that's probably the one thing that we need to stress more and more as a program is um, you know trying to simplify your life because you never know I mean you could wake up just like Jesse did that day his knee was completely fine after the first day yeah. and he woke up and his knee was like jello and uh, it was uh, you know and then he got put in that situation where in all honesty I thought he was done for um, you know when he got turned for five and 
you know, he kept his composure, and he made it happen. And again, it's just, it's just a testament to, to what he's become. Yeah, he kind of showed up at that point. That was sort of his, I mean, I think, as you said before, he's a talented wrestler, but he kind of knew about him. Obviously, he had had those couple of marquee wins throughout the season, but he had taken some losses. And I think at that moment, it was kind of like, all right, guys, guess what? I'm here. <laughs> like, this is happening. I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a real wrestler, and this is, you know, I'm going to be the kind of kind of guy that people are going to talk about for a long time. Is his knee better? Um, it's not. You know, it's not better. But, I mean, we were, we were taking extreme caution with it because, uh, again, last year, uh, it was kind of a bogus thing. We were in Iowa City, and his burst effect bursted. And I don't know if the guys were goofing off and they were playing around or what. But uh, we thought it was his burst sack, and then it got really hot, and we took him to the hospital, and they said there was nothing wrong with it. Well, then it got worse. He got to the point where he literally, uh, I had to carry him around, and he couldn't even he couldn't even go on crutches. It was so painful. We took him there, and they poked him like 15 times, and they kept telling him there was nothing wrong. And finally, I had to jump him in my car, and I drove him to the emergency room in, in uh, Champaign. They immediately did surgery, then they had to have another surgery the next morning. And uh, he ended up being in the hospital for over a week. What? Uh, and uh, it was a crazy situation. Yeah. I'm just glad that, that he stayed, uh, you know, that we didn't lose him long term. Because as people know in wrestling, that that's, could be, that's one of the worst things that you could get as staff. And you really got to take care of your body. And, you know, um, when, when he woke up that next morning, you know, I, I said a quick prayer because I, I was thinking for sure that, you know, he got a staph infection again. But we got him to the hospital. They got him on, you know, after the quarterfinals, we got him on an antibiotic. And we got, you know, we did some things to try to take some of the pain away. And he dealt with it. And he dealt with it very well that night. And obviously the next day he kind of wakes up to the day of the finals. And it's it's bothering him. But um, it ended up being a burst attack. And I think it's the same thing that happened in Iowa City where it got infected. Um, but they're, they're, the doctors here, um, they do a great job, and they've taken care of him. And, you know, yeah. He's obviously taking some time off right now and trying to heal up because he had you know, a couple minor injuries here throughout the year that we just want to heal up before he, he starts moving forward. Yeah, and so overall, I mean, obviously you guys had, a, you know, in addition to Jesse, I think you had four All-Americans, correct? So. Uh, we lost Futrell for the season. And, so. But you lost Futrell for the season, so that was sort of one of these things where I think, you know, you projected – Close to top five or within the top five, if you guys wrestled to your potential, which I think of the available wrestlers, you kind of did. I mean, I, I think you might have been. I'm sure you have personal disappointments or things that you think the guys yeah, could have done absolutely. better. Absolutely, you know, going into this season, we felt like we could compete. Um, you know, with, with anybody really, we're a pretty confident group, and um, we were hoping to, you know, bring a team trophy home. That's something that hasn't been done here. You know, we, we lost Pat Walker early in the season, and we decided to redshirt Jackson Morse, which in hindsight was the right thing. We were kind of second-guessing ourselves on that. Um, and then uh, losing BJ was devastating to us. He's just he's a great person. You know, he's, he, he's the head. He runs the head of the FCA on campus, and he's just a leader. And, uh, you know, it, it was a very, very tough season for us, and, and for myself personally, I mean, this was probably the hardest season I've had as coaching just because the expectations we had were so high. and um, You know, things kind of unfolded and, and fell apart in front of us with injuries. And then we had a rush of one, two, three, four, and five in a row in a dual meet, and we kind of took some beatings there. But I felt like the guys stuck together. 
Um, they did a, a decent job, you know, and, and they came, I don't know where we ended up, I want to say 8th or ninth or 10th or something, but they, they came through and, you know, did a pretty good job at the end. And moving forward, you know, um, our guys knowing what Jesse had to go through, you know, throughout the year uh, and, and just, uh, it's, it's, we need that leader. At, at any program, you know, Penn State, obviously they have some phenomenal leaders right now, and David Taylor and, uh, you know, Ruth, I would even say Mega Lutus, I mean, just work ethic. And it's good for us to have that as a young kid right now moving forward because we have some yeah. phenomenal uh, recruiting classes coming in. Yeah, I was going to ask just about to ask about your recruiting. I know you guys have a lot of guys you're excited about, and it's obviously going to be a big class. I mean, you know, one of the things that sort of is an unavoidable question, I think, especially when it comes to you, but obviously with a lot of uh, successful coaches is, you know, do you feel – I mean, obviously, you know, it's a weird situation for you, but you're one of the more sought-after coaches when names start getting popped up. You know, people are like, hey, this job's going to be open or this job's going to be open. And that carousel's about to start right now, and your name is going to be mentioned first, second, pretty much every time. You know, you know, I know it's kind of a touchy situation anytime you're currently employed and happy, but, you know, what is sort of your outlook on the whole – you know what? What are your goals as a coach, and 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 how how are you going to go about the process? Um, I have. I mean, my goals are a, a little, maybe even delusional. You know, I have very high goals for myself. But obviously, I want to be a head coach someday. I couldn't be, um, in my opinion, in a better place. I I love being a part of the Big Ten, and you know, with the young guys we, we have, um, we really feel like. Uh, you know, we're going to make our push here at this, you know, leading towards this cycle at the end of the Olympics. And, you know, we think we, we could be the team to beat, you know, if we get another, you know, one or two guys. And, um, you know, I'm not in any rush. You know, my, my time is, uh, I'm only 28 years old. Uh, people that know me understand how passionate I am and, you know, how hard I work. I mean, I I, uh, I feel like I work as hard as anybody. Uh, it, it, it's a 24-7 thing. Um, and, and it's every single day of the year. I, I barely give myself any downtime, um, you know. But uh, I, I'm not. I'm not uh, in any rush by any means. You know, I, I'm very, very happy, and I love working with Pep and, and Hunter. Um, you know, and I really believe that we have a group that's going to win national championships. Obviously, we know that there's some powerhouses right now, uh, but we take our young recruits that we've got, and we don't really go off of recruiting rankings because. I usually see recruiting rankings usually being more uh, off of numbers instead of, you know, we, we've kind of went and got one, two, three guys here, one, two, three guys here instead of, you know, well, uh, we yeah. spent a lot of money on those six guys. <laughs> but but we didn't, um, you know, we haven't brought in numbers of five, six, seven, eight recruits. Well, I think and, also, uh, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, obviously with the exception of somebody like Kyle Dake and, uh, and yeah. even he was like number three, but David Taylor, I mean, those, those sort of, can't miss is once you start getting into the mix between 10 and 100 it's like is this the right guy for our program is he going to develop uh-huh. under our leadership is he going to fit in with our team and that's really what it comes down to i mean you can pick the best guy but if he doesn't fit in if he's not learning then you're not obviously not going to get the results that you want and i mean that's something to be said i mean if you guys are getting the recruits you think that are going to be successful at your program and can and can and can flat out wrestle then obviously you're going to you're going to be successful in the future so that's interesting i mean it's interesting you say you're not in a rush because, you know, you, you would hope that that would be the case with a lot of guys that you can acquire as much uh, uh, as much experience as you can. But I mean, obviously your resume is is stacking up pretty nice right now. Um, 
And, you know, I think also with something you point on, too, which is something we were talking about at Intermat, just a couple of the guys, where how um, it seems to be a really nice group between you, Hef, and Hunter, that everybody kind of, there's just a nice balance, you know, like. Absolutely. And I think that's important. You know, I'm a little bit uh, crazy. You know, uh, I, I'm, I'm a very high energy person, you know, and Hef and Hunter are a little bit more low key they both, uh, we kind of, we know our parts, you know, we do, we all work together very good and, and we're continuing to bring, like I said, in club guys and, uh, it, it just, I couldn't really be in a better situation, uh, than I am right now. And I've never, you know, obviously I've only been coaching five years, but, you know, a little bit back to the recruits that we signed, we really did our homework and I don't know if it's lucky or, or whatever it is. We recruit differently. We only recruit, um, when we, if we recruit it, it's like six guys, seven guys. Uh, that, that, that's no matter how many weights. We don't recruit four or five guys at a weight. And that could bite us on the butt in the future. But it's like we feel like we've gotten lucky. We've literally landed and we've done our homework with coaching and talking to kids and this and that. We've landed every kid we've went after for the most part. you know. But we landed the ones that we wanted the most. Um that we thought would fit into our coaching staff's mentality, uh, our athletes' mentality, and what we want. And, you know, I, I would really like to see um, what we can do as a staff and, and, and with these guys. And I, I think we can do special things. I really think we're, uh, our potential could be uh, could, could match even the talent level Penn State's at uh, right now. You know, they have a lot of one guy and two guys, but, so when I was at Penn State, um, that was my first recruit. It was actually me and Matt Gerland. Uh, Matt Gerland uh, obviously assisted me a lot. Um, but my first recruit was Ed Rouge in my coaching career. And when we signed Ed, um, he, he hadn't even won the state championships before. I just, Coach Buxton told me to come up. And, and I love Buxton to death. And, and he told me that he was the most talented guy that had ever been at play. And in my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, whatever. But, <laughs> um you know, but I went and worked out with the kid, and, um, you know, he was young, he was very raw, and I was, like, literally right out of college, and, you know, I, I put it on him pretty good, but I had never felt a kid that strong and that talented, and, uh, you know, it was a it was a no-brainer, like, we have to get this kid, you know, and there's kids out there that are like that, you know, I, 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 I not every kid, um, obviously this year's, uh, 2009's Internet recruiting class was, I think they had four of the top five recruits were national champions. Yeah. Nah, that's, that's even pretty rare. Um, but, um, you know, if you do your research, I know Ed moved his way up into that top five, but I, I don't know where he was preseason. No, I, I agree with you. I mean, we saw him when I was at Columbia. We saw him wrestle at, uh, at when he was at Susquehanna Valley. We saw him wrestle at States as a sophomore. I think he ended up getting third or fourth. But the whole yeah, time, like, all the coaches were like, man, this guy's something about this kid. Like, he, he can really – he can scrap. Oh, yeah. You know, so we're excited. We, we've gotten kids. I don't want to say they're as talented Ed. Is, Ed's probably going to go down. In my opinion, he should. It's one of the top five greatest of all time. Uh, you know, if he has another undefeated season. Um, and just the way he's dominated, it looks like he's playing out there sometimes. It doesn't really uh, look like he's, he's all that stressed out. No, no. As you know, Ed, he's about—he's he, one of the most genuine, nice people we've ever met. And parents are the same way. They're, they're great people, and Carol and, and uh, Casey Cunningham, and I'm sure Varner, the, the whole staff—they've done a phenomenal job with him. I mean, he's really turned into something. 
you know, unique you know, and special. I mean, so, it, it, and, and you know, like I said, there, there are kids out there that, that are diving from the rough that kind of make their way into it, and sometimes it's later than others. You know, I really, um, I, I saw something, you know, in Jesse Delgado, and um, whether it was delusion, I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. I feel like I have a pretty good feel for that. I studied and study and study and study kids, the way, the way they act, the way they wrestle, the way they handle losing, the way they handle winning. Uh, I talked to coaches. I talked to coaches of rival high schools. I talked to – I do my homework pretty, pretty intensely. And, uh, you know, but we, we, the kids we have coming in, um, we're, we're excited. I just – we can't – I just wish they would get here sooner. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's an interesting thing to say for a guy just coming off of uh, a long, long season um, of wrestling. I know it can be uh, – it's tiring, and, and obviously you have all these expectations that you try to wrestle towards at the end of the year, and you met some of them, but I'm sure you fell short of some others. I think it's interesting to pick your brain a little bit also because you mentioned, Kale, you mentioned working at Penn State. Um, you even had a little uh, – you know, you had a, a brief stint out west, but obviously – you know, I, I don't want to use the word royalty, but you come from like a re- the wrestling family, an extension of the wrestling family in America, and then also to have worked with Kale. I mean, where do you feel like you – do you feel like you have an interesting perspective, like a full 360-degree view on what, what this is, this whole wrestling thing in America? I mean, do you feel like you look left, you look right, you get stories, you get perspectives, you get – the rivalries extending back decades. I mean, you must have like a full innate understanding of – just what the hell goes on? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's probably, for me, I feel like my most confident quality is, I don't know everything, you know, about every every big dog program, but I know the insides and outs of how the minds work for a lot of these guys and what they're preaching. I, I watch their interviews, and you can tell the way their athletes talk, and I have friends, I have athletes that competed at each of the schools that I coached or this and that. I have a very good understanding of what's going on and how those teams are thinking and preaching. And they're all doing a phenomenal job. These are aspirations that I, I, I would like to help, you know, Heffernan and, and Illinois. And that's, I would think, why he hired me to, to you know, help them um, get there. And Jim, Jim knows uh, how passionate I am about the sport. And, uh, you know, there's not many people that have had, had that ability, you know, had that uh benefit of being around so many greats and, and, and just so many phenomenal wrestlers, let alone coaches and people of the sport. And I think that's a huge, huge benefit uh, for us. Is I know how the mind works for a lot of these guys. Yeah. And, and, and they, they work differently. They, they work drastically different. At the end of the day, they're all winners. Yeah. Uh, but they work different. And, you know, it's been a tough five years. You know, when I was at Penn State, uh, uh, I was almost in tears. I didn't want to tell Quentin, you know, I did not want to tell Quentin I was leaving because I was young, you know, not, not super mature at the time, still not, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, that was a tough one, you know. I was very close with him. I was so proud of the way that, you know, what, what that staff has done for him to get him to where he is. Um, and, and, he, and he's really become, a, you know, a legend, you know, in my eyes. Uh, and uh, that was a tough decision. You know, when, when Kel came, we, we all had the option to stay on the staff. And I, I was, uh, I, when I had my meeting with Kel, my mind was already made up. And, uh, you know, he asked me some questions of some things that, uh, 
and then I would do if I it was uh, you know if if I if I would change some things, and I gave him my opinion, and uh, you know I knew he was bringing his brother and Casey in, and, and I, I I was probably going to go down to the volunteer position, which would have been great. Um, I knew that they were going to do special things. I knew that that would have been a special uh, thing to be a part of, just to experience it. I mean, they, right. they, you know, that's what we want. I mean, they're packing every single match. I already got the date down for, I'm ready for next year when we go there and, and Delgado Omega Luda's rematch. And, oh, and that's going to be sick. That's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. going to be packed. The place is going to want to put a whooping on us. And, yeah. and uh, we can't wait for it. That's awesome. And, uh, well, you know, but, but I just didn't. Um, yeah, I would want to be a head coach, you know. And, yeah. and I know when you're in those big programs like Oklahoma State uh, and Iowa, you know, the, the total pole doesn't move. You know, so <laughs> well, I, you, I you, that, uh, if you have some branch out, exactly. If you have something that works, you don't tend to tend to mess with the formula too often, you know. You, you, once you get yeah. the right formula, you, you, you kind of stick to it. So I think you made the right choice. I think that's pretty obvious at this point. So. We'll just wrap it up with the uh, way to make everybody in the arena a little dusty-eyed on um, to start the uh, to start the finals. I saw Andy Hamilton snapped a photo and posted it on Twitter of you and your brother after his uh, his big win. Obviously, you were you must have been excited for him, and it showed you guys embracing. And I don't think there were many Twitter responses that didn't include like ah, I didn't expect to cry, <laughs> you know, like yeah. just seeing your guys' uh, you know obviously genuine response. So you must be pretty proud of him, huh? Oh, absolutely. You know, for Chris, we're quite a bit different personalities, and I think he felt a lot more pressure. You know, and obviously, I think it, if it this will help him move forward. You know, he's wrestled really tight. I feel like his whole career, honestly. Um, everyone knows that knows him closely or that's seen him wrestle at the Olympic Training Center how much potential this guy has. And, uh, for him to just get it done, even even uh, you know the way. Uh, finding a way to win instead of just going out and wrestling. Uh, it, it's, it's something he's wanted for so long, and I just couldn't be prouder of him. You know, it, it's uh, it's off his shoulders now. He's a national champion, just like I told Jesse. You're a national champion, and you'll be labeled as one for the rest of your life. Um, you know, and just enjoy this time. This time goes by so fast. Uh, and, uh, you know, I really believe they both – could have great careers uh, at the next level if they, if they choose to. And, uh, you know, it, it's still, it's a little bit of a haze still. Yeah, know? yeah. I'm glad it's, I'm glad it's over, uh, you know, and, and I, I, you know, looking forward to the future, but... Well, I'm just glad I, he I don't even know really what to say about Chris. Yeah, I'm just glad he doesn't have to sit around the dinner table and not be the national champion. I think that's kind of the... For him, I, I got to yeah. feel... <laughs> I feel like... Absolutely. You know, I feel like that's a good thing. And he also mentioned he also mentioned he, had, he hadn't uh, that you hadn't really touched him in a long time that you hadn't been anywhere near his level. I'm not sure how you want to respond to that, but he said that you know you really didn't stress him out too much on the mat. You uh, he could take you down with ease. I'm just telling you what he said. Just telling you what yeah, he said. Yeah, most likely. I'm not gonna lie. I, uh, <laughs> I want, I, I, I'm probably the most brittle person in college wrestling. I, I was working actually out with Zane Richards. And I call him Insane Richards, and he uh, he went a little goofy on me crazy, and he popped my bicep pin and tore, you know. So my, my days of wrestling are long gone. Oh, um, I didn't know that. I, 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 I mean, I, I, I will work out, but I'm not I'm the kind of guy that's in there that is, uh, 
you know, grinding it out every single day. I'm in there. I like to work with guys. You know, my role that I see is I'm a pretty good, uh, you know, I'm a pretty good motivator, and uh, I, I'm very good at kind uh, kind of helping kids. This, this is the style. This is the way that you need to wrestle to be right. successful at any level. And you know, just just being, I think, being around someone, I'm very self confident. Um, I think that rubs off on kids, and that that's probably the most important thing for a kid, no matter where he wrestles at any level, is. It's about self-esteem and self-confidence in yourself, and if you can find that within yourself, you can be uh, you can be successful no matter who you wrestle. For, right? Who you wrestle for. Yeah, that's good, man. That, that sounds like you. You know, I think just what you're telling them to do, you've done yourself, which is you got to be self-aware. You got to know what your strengths are. You got to know what your weaknesses are. This is something I need to work on. This is something I need to make sure I highlight. You know, whether it's my personal life, or my work ethic, or it's on the mat. So I think that's uh, I think that's a good message for anybody. Uh, getting out there, so I know you. Uh, I know you're riding up to to my city, Chicago, to come pick up Boris, and we've had you for quite a while. So I wanted to say thanks, Bud, and uh, good good job, good job. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Right. I appreciate it. We'll talk soon, man. Thanks. All right, bye. Bye. Just last night and I broke right 